Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. It is BS in the Morning, and we are A-OK. Remember where that came from, Shelley? I do not. Uh, I can't remember. This is space program, like back in the 60s. And there was an interview with one of the astronauts. And uh, he was asked, is everything going to be okay? And he says, everything's going to be A-okay. And immediately everybody went, whoa, it's not just okay, it's A-okay. Which is, like, which nobody really ever ever explained what how A-okay is a step above okay. But it's interesting because that's like an homage, that song. You know, homage, homage, which one is it? You know what I mean? You ever heard that before? People say it's an homage, which is the same thing as homage. You're going to pay homage to someone? I, I do homage. It's homage. potato, potato. It doesn't really matter, does it? I, it does to me. I mean, you know, because I'm the, I'm the person that, that, you know, I love detail. I mean, to the point where, you know, I'm like one of these people that, you know me. I mean, I'm super neat. Everything's always in the exact same spot. If it's not, you know, I mean, like my, my remote controls for my TV are you always... You are an organizer. That is true. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, A-OK. <laughs> Good morning, 6.15. It is BS in the morning. Uh, we are on only two stations today. We still have problems with KSLQ because of the fact that I'm not going to say anything bad about CenturyLink, but once again, we had an internet issue, and when I signed up for uh, for CenturyLink, they said, if you have any problems, if you rent the equipment from us, if something goes wrong, we'll have something to you next day. So Thursday, the uh, modem goes out. The guy says, yes, you have a bad modem. We'll send you out a modem. He says, talk to the fulfillment people. I talk to the fulfillment people. They say, oh, yeah, we don't do that overnight stuff anymore. It'll be sometime next week, maybe Wednesday or Thursday. Okay, great, wonderful. <laughs> Nothing like being told that when you sign up, right? And you didn't ask to speak with the supervisor. Well, I don't think they could find the supervisor in China, wherever Bob was talking to me from. Believe me, they would they would no. send you back, no. and then they would find the supervisor. You know what? That does, that never works. Because on, they, it never works. I mean, it, it it works all the time, Brad. It never. Works. I do it. That's how I. That's how I roll. That's how you roll. Mm-hmm. So when your car. You took it in to have it fixed, and they couldn't fix it. You went, let me talk to the supervisor. Let me talk to Gus. And they said, well, Gus is not here anymore. What would you do then? Um, actually, I <laughs> I gave them... Uh... Shelly had a problem with her car, and I'm not making fun of any repair shop, but they couldn't find the problem, right? You had it there. Yeah, they couldn't. They had it no. there for like two days. Shelly. I'm like, it left me on the side of the road. It's happening. This it's, is not me. Since since you've you had it in the shop, it hasn't happened because I haven't. I, I drove it back and I haven't driven it since. So really, what are you driving? My car. You say you haven't driven it since. I brought it back from picking it up from the shop, and I haven't driven it since. My question again: What are you driving? Are you not driving? Are you just? Are you... I haven't been driving. You haven't been driving. It haven't. Yeah, hold on. Whoa, that was last week. You haven't been out of your house since Friday. Right. Whoa. What's going on with you? I don't know. Stop it. You haven't gone anywhere since Friday. You haven't left your house since Friday. No. How did you get to the studio this morning? I walked up the stairs. <laughs> It was a long walk. Okay. It was a long walk. Okay. 
Um, it was like the Green Mile. Something I started out doing that Shelly didn't like at first. Now she likes my Radio Poop dot com column. Radio Poop. I, I do like it. Just it's like very it sounds. quippy and um, funny and accurate. Today, Professor Brad makes his appearance on. Actually, Professor Pooba or Poopa makes his appearance on Radio dot com, and I explain sporadic e, which has lately been horrible, and people are going sporadic e. No, that's not something that happens when you attend the county council meeting and you get some weird disease. Have you heard about this story yet? Have you no. Heard? Oh, my God. Where are you hiding yourself? Remember the big county council meeting last Tuesday where this, this Dr. Khan is now saying that people flipped him off and people head-butted him and people patted him on the butt and people you know uh, stole his wallet out of his pocket and somebody took his cell phone and took all the nude pictures off their cell phone, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you haven't heard about that? No. Now it comes out that there was somebody at the meeting who was COVID-19 positive. And of course there they're was. saying everybody should who was at the meeting, who was like, I think hundreds of people should quarantine themselves. And the crazy part of it is, guess where the person was from? Missouri. The city. And which now the people, city of St. Louis? Yes. The some some city apparently it's a city official because they won't say who it is a city official and we're we're assuming that definitely it's someone from st louis city someone lives in the city and possibly works in the city as a city official maybe it's dr khan <laughs> maybe it's him because he's the head dude for the city now too anyway at least i think he is uh anyway someone from the city had COVID 19 and they're saying everybody should went to the st louis county council meeting last week should quarantine themselves and I'm going like, no, hold on a minute now. This is and 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 then I read this article over the weekend, okay? And I'm not making this up that supposedly, you know, there's you know, because we don't have anybody on the border anymore. You know, people are just coming, hey, come on in. You know, I mean like one, come on in, the water's fine. And supposedly and I've read this when this is not supposedly, this is for sure. The government is renting entire hotels. Matter of fact, the one I read about which got a lot of eyebrows raised they rented an entire hotel in scottsdale arizona okay scottsdale arizona is like ladue missouri okay it's like you know you don't find too many poor people living in scottsdale it's like a very upscale community of phoenix okay so they rent this entire hotel and over the weekend i read this story about there's a hotel someplace in arizona or texas don't can't remember which which they rented and it's all the illegal immigrants who have covid and, and the reason they know this is because there's a restaurant across the street and in an, and an, and an illegal immigrant family walked from the hotel room, which they're not supposed to leave. They will have left the hotel room. They walked across the street and they're at their table coughing and sneezing and wheezing and the whole bit. And somebody goes over to talk to them in Spanish because they don't speak English and said, okay, where are you guys from? Well, we're staying at the hotel across the street. We're from Nicaragua or wherever they're from. And well... Are you in good shape? No, we've all got COVID. Matter of fact, everybody at the hotel's got COVID. <laughs> and they're just like letting them run around. You know, it's like I've scratched. Rampant? Well, I don't, uh, I will, I, you know, look, I don't understand what's going on. You know, the Toronto Blue Jays have, uh, uh, until Friday, have not been able to play a game in Canada because Canada will not allow anybody from the United States into Canada and from Canada to the United States. The border is closed, okay? But yet, we have this COVID-19 thing and, hey, you legal people, 
yeah, come on in. Everything's fine. Come on. Yeah. Cross that border. Yeah. You know, just come on in. And I, I'm not trying to be, you know, an, in, an inhuman, you know, unhumanitarian kind of person, but you know, there are procedures, there are systems that we have in place. I mean, if you show up on a plane at JFK and for some reason you get on a plane and you come from Europe and you don't have a passport, guess what? You're not getting it in the United States. They're going to put you like in jail or something like that. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. I mean, and why is it that like if you fly into an airport, you go through Checkpoint Charlie, you know, internationally, you got to do this, 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 but yet you can just walk across the border, southern border, and like, you know, and then it's crazy to the point where, you know, everybody made fun of, why is Trump building that that bo- that wall? Why why do we need a wall? Because people just come across the border. It would be like, it would be like all of a sudden, if like a bunch of like really nerdy, uh, like puritanical people decided to build a wall on southbound Route 3, so that when you got off the Poplar Street Bridge and you go south on Route 3 trying to go down to the strip clubs in Sauget, it would be like there somebody put a wall up. Why'd you put that wall up? We don't want you to see those bare, bare-breasted bare women. We're not going to allow you to see that. Oh, okay. We'll turn around. Are they open back up yet? I, you know, that's a good question. You know what? That sounds like a challenge for a, a road trip. Let's go. We're, we're going to have a road trip to Sauget. <laughs> I was over there. When was I was over there? Um, I can't remember if it was earlier this year or late last year. I went and I actually bought something on 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 Craigslist, believe it or not. And I had to go across the river. And the guy lived. You in, still use Craigslist? What am I supposed to use? Marketplace. Uh, I got news for you. I look at Marketplace, and nothing I want on Marketplace. I look in Craigslist. It's always there. Oh, okay. You know, the bizarre thing is I, I bought this thing. What is the bizarre thing, Brad? I bought this thing off Craigslist. It was a it was a part for one of my lawnmowers. And um the guy he you know, he says he says um uh, he says, My son will be home. He tells me, he says, Come on Monday at four o'clock. Okay, fine. Monday four o'clock. So uh it was last year, I just remembered because I used it a couple times cut grass last year. Anyway, um he says, Come at four o'clock. So at four o'clock you know, we're communicating back and forth in the Craigslist. And finally, I go, look, here's my cell phone number. Just text me. So he texts me about 3 o'clock. Hey, my son had to go somewhere. So what we're going to do is I'm going to put this on the front porch and just put your money in the mailbox. Okay, fine. It was $100. So I had a $100 bill, and I put an envelope, put it in the mailbox. And I'm going like, this is sort of weird. And then the guy, he says, just, for, just so I know who you are, tell me your name. And I told him what my name was. And the bizarre part of it is he's a pilot. He's a helicopter pilot. He's a 737 pilot, flies cargo 737 planes. And his dad used to be the chief pilot for the company that I flew helicopters with. And it's like old home week. Do you remember so-and-so? How about so-and-so? Wasn't it sad what happened to Alan Barklage? Do you remember Bill McIntyre? You know, how about Dion Youngkin? Remember, you know, it's like him and I were texting back and forth. Like, God, this is so weird, you know? Anyway, I went over to his house, nice house, lives in a gated community, and of course, they wouldn't let me in at first because, well, you from Missouri? We don't let Missouri people in here. Anyway, got in the community. And but you sure do have a pretty mouth. <laughs> yeah, right. And I, I <clears throat> took a picture of me putting the $100 bill in an envelope. I took two pictures, one of me putting the $100 bill in the envelope and one putting the envelope in his, in his mailbox and I texted the pictures to him. Hey, just to let you know that I'm for real, 
here's the hundred dollar bill here's the mailbox here me putting the, the the money in the mailbox you know and i took the part off the front the front you know uh, front deck or front porch whatever and i came back across the river and when i came back i went over there and i didn't go south on route three i went through uh, 64 and took you know 157 or whatever heck it was and on the way back i went through east st louis and you know once again crazy i have no problem driving with east st louis i mean i've driven through east st louis i don't know hundreds of times i mean like not on the interstate like down on the surface streets everybody goes oh my god you drove through east st louis yeah i'm still here to tell about it and when i came up came up route three it was probably about i don't know five o'clock or so by the time i came back it was like on a tuesday or wednesday and all the clubs were shut down and I'm wondering, well, am I, am I early or is this? <laughs> am I early? You know, at five o'clock? Uh, funny. Are the, are the ladies on stage at five? Five? Five A? Oh, for sure they're on stage at five A, but they're probably not on stage at five P. Anyway, the place was like, looked like ghost town. Nobody there. So I would assume that it's when that was. And you know, I have to find out about that. I mean, that's one of those things that you don't, you don't realize how important places like that are. I mean, I think those people should have it's been... It's a morale booster. I think those pe- those women should have been classified as essential workers. Remember we used to talk about essential workers, not I, essential workers? I women? agree. You know, and I still say, if you're a non-essential worker, why do you have a job? You know, if you're a government official and your job is classified as non-essential, then why are we paying you? We'll just fire you because you're not essential. It's, it's much harder to deal with somebody who's been fired than if somebody has... Uh, separated from the company under different means. I guess. Hey, it's 627. Westplex 107.1 and AM 1350 crap. No KSLQ. We're still trying to get that back on board. We've got the dual cast, the simulcast, not the trimal cast. It's Shelly and myself. Uh, my name is Waldo Zarwickian. And, uh, you know, that's my Sarinsky. real name. Yeah, that's my real name. Um, can, can I give, if, if you're out shopping for a house, can I give you advice? Sure. If you're out shopping for a house, and let's say there's two houses, a house on either side of you, you're not like the last house or something like that, a house on either side of you and houses across the street, check to make sure that the people that live in those houses aren't retired, because if they are, you don't want to live there. Why? You don't want to live near retired people. Why? All they do is look out the window and complain. That's not true. It is true. They look out the window and complain. Oh, look at... We're retired and we don't look out the window. Okay, here's a perfect example. I love this guy. This is from Everett, Washington, which is like, I believe, a suburb of Seattle. Okay, residents in Everett, Washington have reportedly raised concerns about a nearby homeless encampment that same that some say received little attention from the city, while the city was quick to shut down a lemonade stand operated by a seven-year-old girl. Alyssa McLean, uh, no, Lemaine, the girl, opened her small stand at a park and sold the usual drinks and flowers alongside her grandmother. Last week, a park ranger at Everett's Rucker Hill Park and although polite, told them that they needed to close up shop after a complaint from a neighbor, a retired person. The city's rule is simple. You cannot sell products on public property. Uh, but, of course, the homeless encampment, there's a rule about homeless people. There's I, any money. There's Almost all parks have a rule. If you go to a park, there's a sign that says the park is closed from, like, midnight to 6. You know what right. I'm saying? Because they don't want people sleeping there. That's what That's what it comes down to. But... It's okay that the homeless people can can break the law, but yet she's running a lemonade stand, so we got to chase her off. <laughs> Don't you wonder sometimes about... That's a shame, um, because I posted on Facebook the other day that, um, you know, we there are certain things in life that are a moral imperative. Right. 
and stopping by a lemonade stand that some young entrepreneur has put up for for whatever reason, whether it's for per- making personal money. Like the other day, um, there was a lemonade stand and I stopped at it and it was a young lady who was making, um, trying to make money for the food pantry at their church. Now, what Shelly didn't tell you was what happened after that. She was pulled over and she was buying lemonade from this young lady in her neighborhood. And then this guy rolled up and jumped out of his car and he says, do you know who I am? And Shelly goes, bad start. And he goes, I'm Dr. Khan. I'm the St. Louis County Health Commissioner. And you're selling illegal lemonade. I'm going to shut you down. And the little girl said, but sir, I'm just trying to make money for my church's food pantry. And he flipped her the bird. Yeah, that would be in St. Louis, not St. Charles. <laughs> oh, my God. That story has become... You know what's interesting about it is, I mean, once again, you read stories about about things that happen in other cities. You go, I'm glad I don't live there. I mean, can you imagine all the people who read stories about all the goofy crap that happens here? You know, like the... the, 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 the you know, You know what I'm saying? Oh, by the way, I've I've show, I've read something to you. This is funny. I looked up. We last break we we're talking about is is PT's open, okay? And I yes. I typed in is PT's open in Sauge, Illinois, okay? And the screen that came up was a page from from Riverfront Times. And according to according to the Riverfront Times, PT uh, is is open. And you know, of course, and I was right. Uh, I, I was wrong in one thing. It said that on weeknights they close at 4 a.m., but on Friday and Saturday nights, I guess that would be Saturday and Sunday mornings, they close at 6 a.m. But what's interesting is on the bottom of the page on the Riverfront Times, there's a box. It's a gray box, and it has these four sentences on it. I will not use this information to stalk anyone. If I see someone, I know. I will not publicize their information or spread gossip. I will not harass people whose criminal records appear in this site. If I learn someone who uh, close to me is a dangerous criminal, criminal, I will not confront them. What the hell is that? That's on the bottom of the page on the Riverfront Times. I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> is that bizarre or what? I, I really don't. <laughs> it's like, it's like, why in the world is that on on the 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 page of the Riverfront Times? And it's interesting because then below that is they have they have Riverfront Times, they have best strip joint. And PT's Show Club, or whatever they call it. You know, there's like two different PTs over there. There's PT's Show Club and there's PT's Sports Club. Trust me, I know. Uh, and, sure and, and it has all the years that they won. One has AstroTurf <laughs> and the other one has... Never mind, go on. <laughs> right, the other one has concrete uh, because it's easier, yeah. easier to clean. Oh, did he say that? Yes, he did. Okay, anyway, <laughs> they're Ew. in the category of best strip joint for like four years. It shows like in 2019, they won the River Run Times best strip joint. And you know, I... I can I tell you something? Do they have those on, on their door? I don't know. I have not been. I can't even tell you when the last time, and I mean this sincerely, I cannot tell you when the last time. Well, matter of fact, I can tell you because that's where I got hustled into Glitter Gulch in Las Vegas because I never tell you this story. I mean, I'm at, the, I'm at the NAB convention. This is probably 20 years ago, and Glitter Gulch is gone. It used to be 
like one of the original strip clubs, and it was right on Fremont Street. And I think they finally pushed it out of there because Fremont Street is turned into, they took the street and they put this great big monster awning over. I don't want to recall it. It's like, it's sort of cool. It's got like an LED screen on the roof. So anyway, they, they closed off Fremont Street. It's pedestrian only. It goes like three or four blocks. And Glitter Gulch used to be there. And this is the original downtown Las Vegas with the Golden Nugget and all these other old casinos. It's been around forever and ever and ever. So I'm there, you know, it's in April, I don't know, this is maybe 1998, 1999. And I'm walking down Fremont Street. It's night, like 9 o'clock at night. And guys, the bouncer's outside. Hey, you know, normally it's 20 bucks to get into the Glitter Gulch, but you can come see the girls for free. And I go, really? He says, yeah. He says, I'll give you a special deal. You can come on in. I go, no, come on, come on, come on, come on. It's free. I'm giving you a special deal. You look like a nice guy. He's talking me up. Hey, you look like a nice guy. Come on in. Okay, I'll go in. So it's free to get in, but to get out, you got to buy a drink. <laughs> they won't let well, you out. Well, that's not bad. I mean, how much are the drinks? Three bucks? $18. <laughs> the drink was 18 bucks. <laughs> I bet that was the best Diet Pepsi you've ever had. No, I asked for an Amaretta Sour, and literally... The lady I saw mix it up. She put, you know, put the sour mix in there, put the put the uh, the ice cubes in there, and then she took an eyedropper and put it into the amaretta bottle and pulled out three drops of amaretta and. Oh, boop, she did boop, not. Boop, and I got three drops Stop of am. It. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. And she goes. No, I know and, you're kidding. And she there. winked. And she winked at me. And she says, "Normally, I only give two drops because, but you're such a handsome guy. I give you three drops of amaretta. Amaretta." Oh, thank you. So I drank my drink, and I paid 18 bucks, and I gave her a $2 tip. I gave her a $20, $2 tip. And the bouncer said to me, hey, dude, $2 is not a tip. <laughs> I'm going like, so really? I swear to God this happened. I'm not kidding you. So I'm going like, okay, now I have to give a better tip to get back out of the place that I went in for free. And I'm going like, okay, I'm out of here. So I left her a five, and he was happy. So it cost me, and I was in there literally, I mean, 10 minutes at most, probably like maybe six or seven. So, so, so I'm going like, and, and I've been back to NAB a couple times. I think the last time I went, I went downtown. I was like, matter of fact, I think is when we were putting this station on the air, which would have been what, 2018? Does that sound right? I went to the NAB in 2018. And I think I, no, I didn't go down because that was an, that was an out and back. I flew out there in the morning and I flew back. I can't remember when the last time I was down there, when when went downtown to 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 um, Las Vegas. But you know, have you ever been in downtown Las Vegas? I have. Um, you know, some of the places I used to love to go to uh, the Golden Horseshoe, and they used to have mm-hmm. a display there that had a million dollars on a million dollars in cash on display. And I think I've told you this one time that it was in ten thousand dollar bills. And they no longer make $10,000 bills. And if you go online, a $10,000 bill will now cost you like $30,000 because they're collector's items. The largest bill they make is a $100 bill. But at one point in time, they made $500 bills. They made $1,000 bills. I believe they made $5,000 and $10,000. And supposedly, at one point in time, they made $100,000 bills. And they don't know, make $1,000 bills? No. Anymore? No, no. The largest bill is $100. And that's the cut down on quote-unquote illegal cash you know trafficking because think about it for a minute if you got to pay somebody and you got 
$10,000 bills, you can give quite a, like, for example, this, this thing at the golden or the golden horseshoe was $10,000. They had it in a, like a Lexan case and it wasn't that many bills. When you think about it, you think, you know, like a million dollars, you figure 10, $10,000 bills is a hundred thousand dollars, right? Am I doing my math right? 10 times 10,000 is a hundred thousand. So essentially it was only a hundred, a hundred bills. It was a hundred ten thousand dollar bills and you had a million dollars. So the story is that when the ten thousand dollar bills got very expensive or very worth a lot of money, they sold the money. Ten thousand dollar uh let's see if I can find it. There's a company that's there's a bunch of companies sell these online. Uh, $10,000 note uh, featuring the portrait of President Lincoln's Secretary of Treasury, Salmon P. Chase, was the highest denomination U.S. currency ever to publicly circulate. Since 1969, the highest denomination note is used, issued is $100 bills. Oh, so, so discontinued on common currency. Um, Da, 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 da. Completely cashless society means clean and convenient, although we made huge strides, blah, 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 blah. Uh, there are uh, 1.2 billion $2 notes in circulation. Uh, a five or $1,000 bill may be worth more than its face value. Recalled in 1969, there are fewer than 400 $5,000 bills in existence. The $10,000 bill was the largest denomination ever to be printed for public consumption. And there were $100,000 bills, but those were used uh, between banks. They never gave those out publicly. So you could have, um, there's a site, I'll find it, that, that you can buy these, these large denomination bills. And you would not believe the price of some of these. It's like, I remember years ago, some guy gave me, I got paid, a guy gave me a $100 bill. It was a 1934 $100 bill. So I was oh my God, I got a 1934 $100 was bill. Was it a silver certificate? No, it was just a hundred. It was just a 19, it was, you know, it looked like brand new. I don't know, maybe this guy had like, you know, his grandfather gave it to him or something like that. So I called up one of the currency places, Midwest Money or something like that. And the guy answers the phone, hi, hey, I, I just want to ask you, I got a 1934 $100 bill. And the guy says, Okay, what series? He's like playing along with me. He like he's making fun of me. I didn't realize this until after, until when the call ended. He goes, "What series is? It? Oh, it's a Series E. What bank is it?" And I go, "Like it's you know Bank of Can- you know Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City." He goes, "Oh my God, that's worth money." I go, "How much?" He goes, "A hundred dollars." That I, was funny. And I go, "Okay, thanks, butthead." You know, <laughs> he says, "No, they're not worth anything. They're worth a hundred dollars face value." I say, "Okay, fine." Okay, it's 6.40. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Our web address for the radio stations is, uh, at least the two stations we're on this morning, are westplex1071.com and um, crap.website. And you can find out more about Shelly and I at bsinthemorning.show. Okay, we're talking about denominations, okay? Here's a little interesting thing. It says, the $10,000 bill is the highest denomination note the United States ever printed for public use in commerce. The $10,000 bill was printed from 1928 to 1934. Salmon P. Chase is the central figure on all $10,000 bills. It has long been considered the king of small currency, which refers to currency printed after 1927. One cannot discuss $10,000 bills without mentioning the Binion Hoard, which consisted of 100 $10,000 bills displayed at his, his casino. Remember, we talked about that. Okay, they said that there were 60,000 $10,000 bills printed for circulation for the 1928 and 1934 series combined. Of that 60,000, there are no more than 336 that have survived destruction by the Bureau of Engraving and Printing. There's only 336 of them around. 1928 $10,000 bills were printed for all but the Philadelphia Federal Reserve District. Only about eight 
1928 $10,000 bills are known to exist, and two of those are in museums. Despite the small number of 1928 $10,000 known to exist, they don't carry a huge premium over 1934 $10,000. This is simply due to the fact that notes are relatively rare and valuable. They're saying that a $10,000 bill in not best shape is worth forty to $50,000, and a $10,000 bill that is in like uncirculated condition is worth $120,000 to $160,000. So now, wow. you, now you know why they took the display down at Binion's because of the fact that they could make a boatload of money by just selling the, the, the money. And here's, here's a website online right now. You can go to this. I, I just looked at this. Uh, matter of fact, it's called, uh, where'd it go? It's called uh, uh, $1934,000 note, certified PMG, that's some certification, VF, which is very fine, $5,700. A U.S. $500 bill, graded very fine, is $2,400. And a uh, $10,000 or $1,000 bill, graded very fine, is $4,990. Isn't that incredible? And you know it's pretty cray cray. Well, everybody talks about this cashless society. And what's interesting is we have something else going on right now. We have like these hackers. And I'm thinking, you know, like how many times have you heard someone say, Well, they hacked into my bank account and they took all my money? Okay? That's why I don't think that we'll ever have a cashless society. And not only that, the crazy thing about it is, you know why everybody pushes the cashless society? Why? Because the banks make money on it. Every time you swipe your card, I remember, remember my old banker? Three bucks. Three bucks a swipe. No, no, no. You remember my old banker? I mean, my, I I had this, this banker who was, remember the president of the bank? You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm in renewing a loan or something like that. I'm in there one day and he, you know, he's like this really, you know, laid back dude. And all of a sudden he says, "Uh, by the way, do you have one of our debit cards? I go, I do not. Oh, you have to have one of our debit cards. We gets on his phone. He calls in one of the ladies who comes in. She signs me up for a debit card. And I said to him, okay, I'm a nosy SOB. Why is it so important I have a debit card? He says, because we make money every time you use it. <laughs> he was upfront about it. You know, MasterCard yeah, gets that's a, about right. MasterCard gets a cut. You know, all these people get a cut. And, and the thing about it is, is that, and you know, if you take payments over PayPal, matter of fact, can I tell you my eBay story? I'm really mad about something that happened last week. I'll talk about that sure. next hour because the computer is going to grab me here in a minute and choke me and make me push a button, which I don't really want to push at this point. Kind of like me, huh? <laughs> yeah, just like Lean you. over, choke <laughs> you, push a button. <laughs> no, with you, was, 657. With, with, you, with you, it's more like bend over. But <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't believe you said that. 657. 58. It's 658. It is BS in the morning. That is a song by Harlow, H-A-R-L-O-W. It's called Haunted Houses. She's a uh, young lady. I sound like an old guy. She's a young lady from Nebraska. Mm-hmm. You don't sound like that. Who sent me an email one day and say, Hi, my name's Harlow. Would you play my song? And I listened to a song. I thought to myself, that's a great song. And we played it. And we're playing it, still playing it. It's funny. She, I, I caught the weirdest thing. Remember when I interviewed her? And I said, what's your website? She says, I don't have one. I go, why? Yeah. You don't have a website. And she goes, it's all about social media. I get it, but you still need a website. You know, I don't care if you camp out on social media all day long. I, you know, this is our, you know, you're, you are my disciple on this. Uh, when we tell advertisers, everything should link back to your website. Everything. Absolutely. Your social media, because you control it. The problem is, like, 
Like, for example, I posted this this article um, that was in on Channel 5 about the fact that St. Charles County, did you read this at the St. Charles County Fair last week, at least as, as of Friday? They had a booth set up where you could get COVID vaccines for free? Yes, yes. Guess how many they, they gave? None. Exactly. Nobody. Really. No, nobody. It's here. Here's the here's the thing. And what what's what's interesting is, uh, da, 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 what's interesting. Let me see and find that real quick. What's, Were there people with masks on? Well, here's the picture. The picture is it shows, it shows. Uh, let's see if I can find it right here. Okay, it shows, um, it shows a picture. St. Charles County Fair, and I put St. Charles County Fair has a fair. Once again. Should we ever tell the story how we were banned from the St. Charles County Fair? No. That's old news. We need to move forward. We're banned by, by a chiropractor, believe it or not, of all Okay, stuff. so we're going to tell it anyway, okay. even though I said no. So I put this on my Facebook page, and it, I put on, and there's an, uh, it's a Channel 5 article. It says, St. Charles County has a fair, question mark. Then I put the link. Well, what's interesting is, automatically, Facebook puts on their little Facebook logo, visit the COVID-19 Information Center for vaccine resources. Get vaccine info. Okay? So, like, they're searching my stuff. You know, they got some, you know, AI bot that's sitting there. Oh, he's mentioned COVID-19. It, it better be good because if it's bad, we'll ban him. Uh, anyway, it talked about the, 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 comp, the, the headline is St. Charles County Health Department spends hours at county fair, but no takers for the COVID-19 vaccine. So what they're doing is they're making into, and somebody comments on there, get this, the comment is how ironic the people opposing masks are the reason we still need them. SMH, what's SMH? Shaking my head. Okay, SMH. Okay, but here's the interesting thing. That person is wrong because I read this over the weekend. St. Charles County is like the number two county in the in the state as far as percentage of people who've gotten the vaccine. So the Did we be Kansas City? No, I don't know. I have to look at it. It just said we're number two. We're the number two county in the state. So in other words, there's some county that has the percentage of vaccines is more. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, once again, people think because it's conservatives mainly and Republicans in St. Charles County that, oh, we're not taking that vaccine. Well, we're the number two. And I think we beat St. Louis City and St. Louis County, which is like the, you know, the, the liberal Democrats who are like, yeah, we love the vaccine, but we won't get it. <laughs> anyway, okay, so that's thing number one. Number two, um, sometimes I put stuff that people make fun of me and they accuse me of being full of BS. And this Which is, you know, fair. Why, why would you say that? I, I, I got, okay, so I got banned from Tracy Ellis's Facebook page. And by the way, remember, her, her new station is supposed to come on here July 5th, and then July 5th is July 12th, and then July 12th is July 19th, then July 26th. And last week, it's like, we're definitely going to be on the air on August 2nd. Guess what today is? August uh, the 2nd. And guess who's not on the air? Well, it's still early yet, No, Brad. they already say, well, well, we're still working on things. It'll be August 9th. Do you think this station will ever get on the air? Yes, I do. Okay, so she banned me from her, her, her Facebook page, and she makes all these... So that must have really bothered you. No, 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 no. What's funny is she does everything in these avatars. What's that thing where it's like, like, like your picture, and then like it gives like a big... You can put a headline, and she put her avatar, like she's sitting at a desk, like thinking, you know, like thinking, okay? And it says, I guess Brad Hildebrand is now the National Enquirer of Radio. 
So I screenshot that, and I put it, yes, check it out, radiopoop.com. Just in, the Kardashians are buying crap and turning it into their new hot brand to compete with Gwyneth Paltrow's goop. Okay, I won't say who it was. What somebody contacted me and says, what is, you're, you're making stuff up. Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't have goop. Do you know about goop? Is it that green stuff? No, it's not. The, well, it's not the hand cleaner. You don't know about Gwyneth Paltrow and goop? No. You really don't know about this? No. This is like a, this is, see, she's made fun of this because she has this website and it's called goop.com. I am not kidding. You can grab your phone or you're sitting in a computer and you can type in goop.com and it is Gwyneth Paltrow's site and she's selling all sorts of weird stuff. Like the, the headline is the summer glow sale, 30% off beauty and wellness products. And she sells bizarre stuff for huge, expensive prices. Okay? Like, for example, here's metabolism boosting superpower, uh, super powder, $55. Okay? Here's a Skylar crew neck t shirt for $145. Here is Nova sneakers for $100. Here is a Omega chain for $98. Here's a pleat blouse for $313. Uh, stud, uh, stowed Liz sandals, $375. Have you ever paid $375 for sandals? For $375 for what? A pair of sandals. No, for boots I would, but not sandals, no. Okay, here's some little goofy thing that, that, that like you spin it and it stands on its edge, $129. Sidless, sidless. Sizeless viscose pajama set, two hundred forty-five bucks. Sailor kimono and tash short set, two hundred thirty-three dollars. And she's got all this goofy stuff on here. And sometimes she sells like she's got a food and home. Let's go to food and home. Let's go to okay. Here's the wellness. Here's the thing where you put the you put the the you put the rocks on your back. You ever done that before? I haven't because I don't like to be extremely warm. Okay, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> she did say that, by the way. Okay. <laughs> uh, and like she's got a thing on here. Here's a here's a wellness article. Why every couple should consider a prenup or a postnup. Uh, picking the right infrared sauna for your home. Uh, what does it mean to work effortlessly? And and she's got all this stuff. And introducing our metabolism boosting super powder. Uh, daily habits for healthy blood sugar. Uh, understanding your in-laws. These are all the articles. Lo-fi gym staples and techie upgrades for any workout. And like if you go into here, if you go into a store, I mean, it's all this weird stuff. And it's like super expensive. Um, style. Let's go with style. Style the page. Okay. This And her, her logo is a big G, sort of like Garth Brooks. Um, and I don't want that. Uh, cool looks for hot summer nights. What's your summer style archetype? Uh, here we go. Uh, that's the same stuff. I read this stuff before. The you know, it's like so. Once again, someone accused me of making up Gwyneth P Paltrow's goop because why would Gwyneth Paltrow have a website called Goop? Well, she does, and she makes gazillion dollars off it. You know, and I'm jealous. Okay, um, here's an interesting story that I found fascinating about the movie industry. Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney. You know why she's suing Disney? This is an interesting. No, why? Interesting story. She's suing them because she claims they screwed her out of the money for the um, Black Widow movie. And the reason on this is 
that most of the artists, most of the actors nowadays, they don't get big upfront money. They get what they call back-end money. They get mm-hmm. like guaranteed money for being in a movie, and then they get a percentage of the take, okay? She's suing because in her contract, she has X amount of money she gets from as a bonus from the box office, okay? But when they released her movie, they released it simultaneously online and in the theaters, and she didn't get any money for the online subscriptions. And because the online subscriptions knocked down the number of people that went to the movie theaters, she says she's been screwed out of like $20 million. Because really, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Matter of fact, it's a pretty interesting story. You read the whole thing, uh, talks about the fact that, uh, uh, da, 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 in a lawsuit filed Thursday in Los Angeles Superior Court, attorneys for Johansson alleged that the star's contract was breached when the studio opted not to debut the film exclusively in theaters, a move they claimed depressed ticket sales for the Avengers spinoff. Much of Johansson's compensation was tied to the box office performance of Black Widow. If it hurts, if it hit certain benchmarks, uh, bonuses would kick in. And this is when the suit, quote, Disney intentionally induced Marvel's breach of the agreement without justification in order to prevent Miss Johansson from realizing the full benefit of her bargain with Marvel. And it talks about the fact that that if she if and, and what's interesting about this is of all the Marvel movies that have come out of the Disney studio, this has been the least moneymaker because all the other ones will theatrical releases only. This one was theatrical and home and think about it nowadays the way it was before pre-pandemic if there was a big blockbuster movie that came out it was in the theaters for you know four six eight weeks and then it showed up on pay-per-view and then it showed up like two years later showed up on on you know hbo max or something like that right well if you're sitting you know if you're sitting at home and you got your your husband you three or four rugrats and you figure, okay, if we go to the, you know, the movie theater to see this Black, you know, Black Widow movie, it's going to cost us 50, 60 bucks. We have to buy popcorn. There's another you know, $30. We have to you know, get that special tool to remove our shoes from the floor when they get stuck to the floor at the theater. You know, that's a two, $20 bill they charge you for that tool to get your feet off the, stuck off the floor. It's going to cost us 150 bucks to go to the theater. Hey, we can just stream it for 30 bucks. So her money was tied to box office receipts, and although they did release it into the in you know in in theaters, but they also released it at the same day, same time, in on online. And the interesting thing is, what's the guy's name? He was in um, he was in uh, um, Olympus Has Fallen. You know what I'm talking about? Gerard Butler. You know who? Died? It's an it's an older movie. Right, Gerard Butler. Yes. He's yes. he's suing his studio for ten million dollars, and and for... same kind of deal. He's claiming that that he got back end money and they they cooked the books that the, the 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 movie made more money than the studio's claiming, and that he's owed ten million dollars. Because you know, think about that for a minute. If someone said to you, "Hey, Shelley, you can do you can do the BS in the morning show, and we'll pay you five dollars for each show, or we can pay you." 80% of, of the online streaming rights, which one are you going to take? I don't know. You're going to take the $5 because we have no online streaming rights. <laughs> well, I guess I'd take the $5 then. <laughs> if you took the online streaming rights, it'd be like, okay, you get zip. You get nothing. Okay, so anyway, Gwyneth Paltrow, and I think she's got an interesting case 
because they claim that it's in her contract that she gets and it, and you know and once again they say that there was nothing in the contract about it being you know released and they're saying well and what they're claiming they're claiming force majeure you know what force majeure is isn't it well i do but go ahead it's well it's like in almost every contract and essentially it's like the catch-all clause that if we get attacked by nuclear weapons or if if you know if george nori's uh listeners from outer space come in and attack the united states and we're you know being held hostage by 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 aliens from planet zoar you know that that um that Everything is null and void. Essentially, if the you know any contracts null and void, if crazy weird stuff happens and it's outside of the purview of the of the of parties involved, and, you know, and that's what a lot of people are claiming the pandemic thing. They're saying force majeure, force majeure, because of the fact that you know it's like, well, who'd ever thought that we'd have a pandemic and everything would be shut down and people would be stuck at home and you couldn't go to work and the stores were all closed except for the big boxes, which are you no. Know, getting richer and richer richer all the time and the small guys are getting their butts kicked but that's a whole nother story okay okay another thing okay what (laughs) this story gets weirder and weirder and weirder all the time remember i put this on my facebook page last week because the way it was written the headline was confusing the headline about this thing with the chimps you know what i'm talking about Yes, it was very confusing. Because here, let me read it. Let's see if I can find it again. It's at a point where it's like, it's like, okay, who wrote this headline? They need to go back to journalism school. Oh, you mean nobody goes to journalism school anymore? Wow, why doesn't that surprise me? I'm sorry. I, did I say that? I did say because I it? learned it all from you. Right. Okay. Okay. Where is it? Okay. Okay. The headline is is um, after long fight. Six chimps removed from Festus Area Facility under heavy security. Okay, so doesn't that sort of sound like the chimps were, like, fighting back? <laughs> it, were chimps. it does. It does. Like, <laughs> it's not monkey business. What is it called? Right. Well, Planet of the Apes? Yes, right. The chimps were fighting back. You know, they were, they were, they, 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 the SWAT team showed up, and the, the SWAT team came under, under heavy fire by the chimps. The chimps had their, their M16s and their AR-15s and their AK-47s, and they were firing at the SWAT team, and the SWAT team had to go in there, you know, guns blazing, and, and get the chimps out. Okay, the story is about this lady, I think it's a lady, who has this chimp farm down in Ophestus, where she has this place that has all these chimps in it, okay? And she takes care of these chimps, and supposedly PETA has been, like, after her for years, claiming she's she's been mistreating the chimps, and somehow or another what they did was PETA filed some federal lawsuit or something like that, and they went in and they took all the chimps. They took all this lady's chimps, and they took them to Florida, something like that. Okay, so <laughs> the bizarre... She get them back? <laughs> no, she doesn't get them back. She lost her chimps, okay? Isn't it bad when you lose your chimps? I mean... It is. I, I can imagine if I lost my chimps, I wouldn't know what to do, okay? But then the bizarre story comes out. Okay, ready for this? This is a headline. Mm-hmm. This is off the Channel 2 news site, okay? Come on, load up. Festus man's record clean 20 years after shooting escaped chimp as teen. I'm going, what? What? Okay, this guy, <laughs> okay, here's the, here's the first paragraph of the story. The end of the, fe- the Festus chimpanzee compound has unique meaning for a man who says he's been plagued by the place for 20 years. A chimp es- escape decades ago led him to having a felony conviction until now. The guy's name is Jason Coates. His quote is, It's a good thing that justice has finally been played out, even though it's taken 20 years. Coates was just 17 years old when he says he was confronted with the unimaginable. 
He says it happened after he and two friends arrived back at his home from a trip to Dairy Queen. It was 2001, and he lived with his parents at the time next door to Connie Casey's chimpanzee uh, complex. This is the, the gal with the chimpanzee, Connie Casey. He says three escaped chimps came into his family's property, and he felt forced to shoot one named Susie. Quote, it was absolutely self-defense, Coates said. These chimpanzees were trying to attack us. They threw my dog across the backyard, and I tried to scare him off. They ran up, chased us back to the car, did $1,200 damage to the car, trying to get into it after us. His experience came after rushing back in July 2020 when another chimp escaped from the same compound was caught on a grainy cellular video. He could hear a man yell, oh my God, he's getting in that, he's robbing that, oh my God. Then another chimp escaped last summer, at least the third time the animals got out. Coates, meanwhile, fought for his name back. And this guy, got he got a felony conviction for shooting one of these chimps. It's 20 years ago. Also, a lot of other people wrote letters in for me, which was overwhelming. I can't thank, thank, thank them enough for that. And, you know, the judge finally just let common sense and reasoning take the 20 years later and granted me my expungement, he said. Coates' newly clean record came right before the animals' rights groups, PETA, successfully won a court order to have the Festus chimps moved to an unaccredited or an accredited animal sanctuary in Florida. Six chimpanzees were seized. Chimpanzees were seized yesterday. This is Friday, uh, under U.S. Marshal oversight. Coates watched it all unfold on Channel Two. I think it's kind of poetic justice. It happened back in back to back within days. Um, it's di- here. This is him st- still talking. It's a difficult situation, but it just goes to show you that the importance of ensuring these chimpanzees are held. Chimpanzees are held in an adequate environment and don't have the opportunity to escape. Okay, the chimps attacked him. He got a gun. He shot one of the chimps. Killed the chimp. And he got charged with with murder of a chimp. And he's had a felony conviction on his record for 20 years because he shot a chimp that was attacking him. I mean, is that bizarre? I wonder if that would go on today. Is that bizarre or what? I mean, and you know what? If you know anything about... I don't even know what to say about it, really. Chimpanzees are very strong. Do you know this? They are. They're very strong and they... um, are very strong-willed. I, you know how I know that? How do you know that? I've worked with chimpanzees through the years in the radio business because, you know, they say you could train a monkey to do that. Well, the radio business is so simple. A lot of the companies I work for, they, change, they train chimpanzees to, to be disc, disc jockeys. There are people on the air right now that if you went in the studio and go, oh, my God, it's a chimpanzee. It's not a person. Well, <laughs> you think I'm kidding. If you listen to the arch right now, if you saw the, the cam, if you saw like studio cam, there's a chimpanzee mm-hmm. on the air right now uh, at the arch. Okay. You don't believe me? No. Planet of the Apes is real. The Planet of the Apes is real. All I can tell you is that if, if you went in that spaceship with Charlton Heston and you came back, you know, 10,000 years later, we're not in charge anymore. It's the chimps. The chimps are running the show. Matter of fact, some people would say the chimps are on the show right now. <laughs> Just look at DC. What, here? No, look at uh? DC. The chimps are running the show right now. Okay. <laughs> and we got that guy, our president, who's an 18-wheel driver. Uh, that's a whole other story. Okay, 727. It's BS in the Morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. I, r- I just said that. I really like that song. How about you? I do, too. And that's- I, think it's, I think it's just got like... A lovely little beat. It kind of takes you back to a simpler time. I like it. That's Anita with two T's. N-I-T-T-A. Okay. I would never, ever want to embarrass Shelly. Brad. (laughs) 
but the last break, I said that. But Jim, let me continue. That chimpanzees were running the radio station over the arch. So we get off the air, and Shelley says, "What's the web address for the arch? I want to see the chimpanzees on the live cam at the arch." <laughs> Did you really believe that the chimpanzees are running the radio station over there? <laughs> well, the the cats are running ours. Cats and squirrels, so who am I to judge? So you got on the Arch website, and then she asked me, what What does the Arch say that their new mascot is who now? Oh, um, hold on. <laughs> who's, who's... I, I got out of it. Hold on. Who's the... The Courtney Show... And the Courtney Show. Is it... having, um... It's it, it's a new chimpanzee. It's, it's a new champions chimpanzee mascot, right? Oh yeah, the one <laughs> where we introduced the new show mascot, Poopy the Tooting Turtle. <laughs> Poopy the Tooting Turtle. That sounds like something we'd do. It sounds like oh, you know, hold on a minute. Let me let me go. I got to check something. What's again Poopy the Tooting Turtle, okay? Let yep, me, Poopy me, the Tooting Turtle. Let me go on here. Hold on, let me type this in. Da, 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 da. Poopy the Tooting Turtle. I'm typing in right now. Hey, I can buy that domain and go, Daddy. PoopyTheTootingTurtle.com. You think I should buy it? Bet sure. You they, I bet you they didn't register it. Okay. Um, I'm going to now, for you youngsters out there, I'm going to tell you how you can make a lot of money. Okay? And I mean this sincerely. You can get a nice job, and when you... Leave, you can get a nice bonus. You know how that is? I don't. Go to uh, work for the St. Louis County Police Department, and then when you uh, leave, sue them. Have you read this thing about the lady who is the police chief in St. Louis County? No. They sort of showed her the door last week, and uh, they gave her a golden handshake on the way out the door. Two hundred ninety thousand dollars. She gets like over a quarter million dollars for resigning. Hey, is I'll, she upset with that? I'll resign from this radio show right now. I walk out of here right now. You write me a check for two hundred ninety thousand dollars, and I will. I won't even start the music. I'll just turn the transmitter off, and I'll, I'm done. I'm done. Two hundred ninety thousand dollars. Okay. This is the same police department that that paid the what guy, Officer Wild Wildhaber, or something like that. Twenty mm-hmm. twenty-two million dollars. He sued them because he's gay, and he said he was discriminated against because of his sexual orientation. And the judge, uh, the jury, awarded him twenty-two million dollars. Now, get this: there's three guys who are in line to be chief, and they have all sued St. Louis County for racial discrimination. I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to go work at St. Louis County Police Department. I'm going to be a cop. And on the way out, I'm going to sue them for $100 million because they didn't like the fact that, that I'm a chrome dome, but I wear Hans Wyman hair. Right? I mean, I mean I'm mean, i thinking you get fired. You get a lot of mileage out of that chrome dome, you know, Hans, Hans Wyman. You think? Oh, yeah. It's who I am. I mean, I told you, I got sued one time. True story. You? I got, I got sued in the city of St. Louis. I got For sued. what? Well, I was I was in the city of St. Louis. I was downtown. I was downtown at Market and Broadway, okay? Yeah. And I bent over, and my toupee fell off. And the sun hit my bald head 
and blinded a motorist who drove off the road and hit a, lamp, hit a lamppost and then a fire hydrant. And they sued me. Mm, why? Because of your tumbleweave? No, no, no. Because the, 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 I blinded them when the sun, when I, my toupee fell off, the sun hit my chrome dome and reflected off this lady's eyes and she lost control of her car because she couldn't see because she was temporarily blinded by the sun bouncing off my chrome dome head and she hit the, t- the telephone pole and the, the fire hydrant. You know that's not how that went down, right? How did it go down? Well, <laughs> you have a better story than that. I hope so. So, so, so. Anyway, <laughs> no, I'm, I don't. I'm going like, what do you? You go to work for St. Louis County Police and you sue them? I mean, like, I don't get this. And supposedly, even though they essentially showed her the door and gave her two hundred ninety thousand dollars, now she's suing because she's been harassed because she's a woman. I'm going, like, oh, okay, I give up. And, th- and th- there's the bizarre part of it, the story. Her brother-in-law, they're claiming that she's let this all this, this sexual discrimination happen and all this racial discrimination happen within the St. Louis County Police Department. And her brother-in-law, who was also a county cop, supposedly dropped the N-bomb on the police radio one day. And they're going, look at, look at that, her brother-in-law, her or whoever it is, I guess it's a brother-in-law. He's 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 a terrible person. He dropped the N bomb on the police radio. I'm going like, okay, this just gets so weird. You know, I mean, like, I mean, what is going on in the St. Louis County Police Department? And the crazy part of it is, okay, if you work for a company and you sued him for twenty-two million dollars and you got twenty-two million dollars, would you take your money and leave? Yeah. I would divvy it up, but that, yeah. That dude went back to work, and they promoted him to a lieutenant. I'm going like, oh. <laughs> well, I can actually see that because it, it's, it's, it's much like retirement, Brad. If you sit there and you get all this money and you stop your what you were doing in your career, you know, to roll down the window and smell the wind... There you go. I roll down the window and saw Jay, and I taste the wind. I don't smell it. I taste it. And, yeah, and you get a mouthful <laughs> of glitter. <laughs> no, I, I get Monsanto. No, the point being is if you're this what guy. What is the point? The, no, the point being is if you're this guy, and he sued because of the fact that he was being uh, sexually discriminated against because he's gay. Okay? He gets $22 million. Okay? And he goes back to work. They promote him to a, to a lieutenant. I mean, how is he going to get along with the other cops who are making, you know, buck fifty an hour, and he's got twenty-two million in the bank? They're going to go, dude. You know, we don't have anything to do with you. You know, I mean, well, I kind of feel that way myself. <laughs> what? That you wouldn't want to have anything to do with him? I'm sorry. You wouldn't want to have any, anything to do with him because he had twenty-two million in the bank? No. Why would you want to not have anything to do with him then? Oh, I thought you were talking about something else. No, no. I mean, but once again, like, let's say you work, you're back in your days at the FAA, and one of the guys, let's say he, he falls down and, and, and bumps his head and has a concussion, and he sues the federal government, and he gets $22 million, and the guy shows up for work the next day. Oh, man, my head doesn't hurt anymore. That $22 million sure, sure made my headache go away. And wouldn't you go like, dude, what are you doing here? You sued the federal government for $22 million and you got $22 million. Why'd you come to work? Stay home. No, oh, i got to come to work. I mean, is that guy one Maybe of the... Maybe he wanted to, to help the people <laughs> with the money. Is that, guy, is that guy not the kind of guy that everybody talks to all of a sudden at the water cooler? Nobody talk to that guy anymore? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't... You know, one of my, one of my uh, associates, let's call this person, 
who is, uh, who is very worldly, one day said to me, you know what the problem in the United States is? I go, what's that? The person said, too many lawyers, not enough engineers. I thought to myself, you know what? That's really true. Too many lawyers, not enough engineers. Not enough engineers? Yeah. I can see that. Now, think about that. If we had more engineers, they would engineer floors that you wouldn't slip on, and that way the slip and fall lawyers wouldn't make any money. Or they'd engineer cars that, that when you got into a car accident 100 miles an hour, you got out and you had nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with you. No whiplash, no nothing. You couldn't call Brown and Crouppen because that car had been engineered to withstand a 100-mile-an-hour collision, and you walk away from it. You wouldn't have appliances that, like, you know, a toaster oven that burnt you. You know, you wouldn't have, like, a, a drill that, that broke and, like, you know, put a drill bit through your hand or anything like that. You wouldn't have any of that because the engineers would engineer it properly and there wouldn't be any problems with it. And the attorneys would all, they'd all, like, you know, instead of, like, running goofy, stupid movies, uh, like, on Git, whatever that goofy. Have you ever, I've talked about this one time before. Have you ever watched this goofy YouTube channel that Brown and Crouppen has up where one of the attorneys is, like, eating food? I'm going, yes. Explain this to me. I have no idea. It's three <laughs> attorneys having lunch. Have you seen those before, right? Yes. The first it's time ridiculous. I saw the first time I saw those, I go, I don't understand what this is about. They're in some restaurant eating, and this is an ad for Brown and Crouppen. And and all three of them, let me put it this way, need to stay away from the restaurants for a while. If you know what I'm saying, Shelly, get what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I do. All three of them, shall we say, um, I don't want to say that they are huge felines. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can't do that because um, I'm right there with them. So. No, no. Get what I say by huge felines? You know, get, 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 get what I'm saying? Yes. They're fat cats, okay? Oh, I was thinking something else, but it's just, okay. It's just like one of the banks I used to be at, used to have an account with. One day, I'm in the parking lot, and the president and three of the vice presidents all walk out. And there's not one of them that's under 300 pounds. I'm thinking to myself, this is not a good visual. And the one guy's like five foot four. And I'm thinking to myself, this is not a good visual for you know, what bankers look like. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 to the point where like, oh, let's go. Let's go have lunch. Where's the buffet at? we got to eat buffet. Right? You think they do that? <laughs> I know they do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's 743. <laughs> BS in the morning. It's Brad and Shelly. She's Brad. I'm Shelly. Web address from radio station is westplex1071.com. Crap.website. KSOQ is not with us this morning because it's um, unfortunately separate. It had to go back to its original format. So that'll change. It'll come back. 748. <laughs> it always does. Shelly's still upset with me because of the fact that I said the chimpanzees were running the radio station at the Arch. <laughs> And I sat there and looked like a moron. <laughs> like, find, they're not there, Shelly. I'm like, to, you just said they were there. I was find, kidding. You tried to find the studio cameras that showed the chimpanzees running the radio station at the Arch. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <sighs> oh, God. I could tell you something happened over the weekend to me, and I, you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe What's it. What's that? Uh, once again... Me and my quest for getting a number seven with no cheese at McDonald's. I ate McDonald's lunch yesterday, okay? So once upon a time, they used to have one of their value meals. They had a cheeseburger, two cheeseburger, French fry, and soda value meal, and a two hamburger, French fry, and value meal, okay? They only have the cheeseburger. It's a number seven, okay? 
I go and I order a number seven. And I say, I want a number seven with no cheese. Okay? So in other words, I want a hamburger value meal. So they can keep their piece of cheese and make more money off of me because they don't put a cheese on each of my two hamburgers. And once again, yesterday I went, and the one hamburger is a hamburger. The other hamburger is a cheeseburger. I'm going like, <laughs> this is so weird. Why can't I get two hamburgers instead of two cheeseburgers at McDonald's? Why is that so tough? Or, like, for example, one of my other favorite places, I go to to Wendy's. This has got to be – this is my favorite deal. God, the fast food king I am. The, the, the four for four, the Bacon Junior cheeseburger meal, you get a Bacon Junior cheeseburger. You get French fries. You get four nuggets and a drink for four bucks. I mean, where else can you beat that? But yet, I order it. I want a Bacon Junior cheeseburger with no cheese. And then half the time, the people will go, do you want the bacon? Yes, I want the bacon, but I don't want the cheese. Well, it's a Bacon Cheeseburger. I know. I don't want the cheese. I just want the bacon. And nine times out of ten, I get cheese. Do I lead a and rough? And that's what happened this weekend. Well, no, I won't. Won't even talk about that. I'm sorry. I won't even talk about that. It was. It was amazing. Well, I. I had. You know, Shelly last last week she, she criticized me. I've had a problem, and and she criticized me because I should ask to talk to the manager. Yes. So I was at a place over the weekend, and I had a really bad experience. And I said, I said, I want to talk to the manager. And the lady said, oh, I don't know if that's a good idea. I go, look, I think this is terrible customer service. I want to talk to the manager. And the lady says, I'm warning you. I don't think you want to talk to our manager. I go, I'm serious. I want to talk to your manager. So she gets on the, you know, on the intercom system and says, manager to the front desk, manager to the front desk. And a chimpanzee came out and attacked me. That works. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and agree with you. And the whole time, I know in the back of my head, it's a big, fat lie. What? What? Do you think I'm kidding about stuff like that? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't kid about stuff like that. I would never kid about stuff like that. And by the, by the you way. absolutely would. Did you know Tracy's radio station is finally on the air today? Is it on the air today? No, just kidding. <laughs> You fell for that one. Uh, if you want to, if you want to learn a uh, scientific today, uh, the what grand- is the what is the frequency, Kenneth? I'm sorry. Say that again. What is the frequency, Kenneth? Can I what? Kenneth, K E N N E T H. You don't know what one I'm more talking. Time? About. You don't know what I'm talking about. No, what'd you say? Dan Rather, once upon a time got mugged on the streets of, you know, Dan Rather, the, the CBS News I did, News and dude. I had heard that. Yeah, he got mugged on the streets of New York, and the guy kept yelling at him, what's the frequency, Kenneth? As the guy's mugging Dan Rather, he's going, what's the frequency, Kenneth? And when, when Dan Rather reported this, people went, what? What's the frequency, Kenneth? Is he like, was he hallucinating? And there's actually a song that came out by a group called What's the Frequency, Kenneth? And it's like, what's the frequency? Nuh-uh. Honest to God. No. <laughs> you think I'm kidding. Hold on a minute. Yes, I do. I, you know, hold it. I, I, man, you, you bet me a million dollars in this one. I win this I'm bet. I'm not going to do it. Bet me what's the frequency, Kenneth? Here, here, here. 
F R Q U E N C Y. I can't spell F R U Q U E N C Y. Kenneth K E N N E T H. Um, here we go. What's the Frequency, Kenneth, is a song by American alternative rock band R.E.M. from their ninth studio album. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? It's right there. What's the Frequency, Kenneth? Uh, the song's title refers to an incident in New York City in 1986 when then the unknown assailants attacked journalist Dan Rather while repeating, Kenneth, what's the Frequency? <laughs> now, I don't know the purpose of that. <laughs> But then, and the song was the first single taken from the album and was released on September 5th, 1994. It peaked at number 21 in the Billboard USA uh, Hot 100, number two in Canada, and number four in New Zealand, and number nine on the UK singles chart. In Iceland, it peaked at number one for four weeks. It was the first song to debut at number one in Billboard's Modern Rock Tracks charts. What's the frequency Kenneth was placed on REM's compilation op- albums in, uh, in 2003, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> What's the frequency, Kenneth? You think I'm kidding about stuff like that? I would have won a million dollars. You would have bet me on that. million dollars. Isn't there a song, If I Won a Million Dollars? No, it's the song is, There's Chimpanzees Running the Arch. That's not true. <laughs> There's Chimpanzees Running the Arch. They're on the radio right now. You're such a goofball. <laughs> they're, they're running the radio station. The Chimpanzees are running the Arch. Yes, 106.5, the Arch. Yes, you can listen right now and hear those Chimpanzees. We don't need pooping turtles. We got Chimpanzees running the radio station. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what? Oh, look, it's 7.55. It's time for us to leave, thank God, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, it's been fun today. Hold it. Who's coming in after us? Oh, it's a chimpanzee. <laughs> it's the ones that actually show up to work and don't complain. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no. And just throw poop at you. <laughs> right. Poop at Brian Richardson as he walks by. Oh, I can't believe you said this. <laughs> Mark the tape. Mark the tape. <laughs> Can't believe I said that, can you? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> St. Louis makes the national news because of chimps attacking a guy 20 years ago, and he killed one of the chimps as it's attacking him. And he gets he gets a felony conviction for for killing an animal. You know, and what's so weird about it is like, okay, think about how our laws are so weird. He shoots a chimp, and yet there's guys going out and shoot deer all the time, and nobody says anything, right? But you yeah, see- but there's no license for shooting a chimp. You have to have a chimp shooting license. <laughs> it's, it's, um, maybe I, maybe that's my problem. I need my chimp shooting license. Then I could go over to the arch, right? Hey, you chimps, get out of here. Yeah, but then they probably have one on you and mark you. <laughs> they throw poop at me. Okay, we're done. Have a good day, Shelly. <laughs> have a good day, Brad. It's been a slice of heaven as usual. <laughs> Peace. And watch for those chimps throwing poop. <laughs> and check out radiopoop.com for sporadic-y. Uh, it'll tell you all about sporadic E, and I'm not kidding. 757.